Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, heroes? Welcome to the My Hero Academia After Show. We're talking Season 4, Episode 2, Overhaul. We finally get to see his quirk in action, get to see a little bit of his gang. It's time for some work study. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up, heroes? Welcome to My Hero Academia After Show. We're talking season four, episode two, also episode 65, if you're doing that long, crunch of time, overhaul. Woo! We're excited to talk about this show. Um, we're also going to talk about some anime uh, movies coming to theaters and con announcements, so stay tuned for that, as well as our predictions, our special segment of our MVP of the episode, Who Went Plus Ultra, as well as our Japanese word of the day. My name is Carrie Lane. I'm joined by my awesome panelists and special guest panelists. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Rachel Goodman. I'm really excited to be here today. Yay! And Veronica's back! I'm back! Yay! Hello, everyone! I'm loving the My Hero shirt. Thank totally. you. I had to rep. I had to rep. Yay. My boy. Absolutely. All right. What do we think of this episode? We're a li- we're a little more of an inch ish sort of into the season because it's like episode one recap, and now this one it's like here's a little bit of crumbs. I feel like episode one was like, hey, P.S., here's the show for you. Right? <laughs> yes. In case you forgot these characters. How could I forget? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I My overall thoughts for two, I, I loved the dynamic between watching this new crime organization against everything um, going on with Deku mm-hmm. and just, I, like, I really loved kind of the humor, too, with Deku and everything going on with um, All Might. Oh, yeah. And Veronica, what do you think? Yeah. For me, it was a little different because um, I was very fortunate to see the mm-hmm. special preview of the new season at AX. And so I went into kind of these first couple episodes. Okay, what did they pull from? And mm. so they didn't pull anything from episode one. But this episode was kind of a fun little recap for me because a lot of what uh, was in this episode they did show at Anime Expo. So that was fun. And obviously, we're going to talk about it, but everything that happens with the in the first scene with the crime organization, I was like, this is going to be a spicy season. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, speaking of that, we get our kind of the two villain gangs, essentially, sort of their introductions, uh, because it's Overhaul's group kind of shows up at the end of that bit, which I was like... Oh, there's others in there. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised he has his own little group, but still, it's like, oh. And I didn't know that the plague masks was going to be a thing for the whole group. I thought it was Overhaul's thing, like, for his own quirk or personal preference. So was anybody surprised by that, that the whole rest of his gang had the plague mask vibe going on? I was really surprised because I thought it was part of, like, his quirk that he was going to have. That There's some reason that he had to have this. Mm-hmm. And maybe there is, and we don't know it yet, but... Um, yeah, I was very surprised to see that everybody kind of showed up with that. But it definitely, I feel like in a lot of um, movies in general, they've been showing villains with that plague mask. Um, so it feels it feels right to me. Hmm. It was a little surprising because I thought it was something very specific to his character and uh, 
I don't think it's too spoilery to say I heard somewhere that it's because he's a germaphobe. So that makes sense. The, he wears the mask and he wears the gloves because he's a germaphobe. So I was like, oh. And his skin will destroy you. And his skin will destroy you. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know. so, yeah, that's why I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, you know, it's part of his personality. It's yeah. his little, like, quirk kind of thing. So it was surprising when everyone else kind of showed up in it. So, uh, as we're kind of making our speculations, as you can see, we're only talking about these episodes. And please, no spoilers. You all are doing a fantastic job. Do not get ahead because we're, like, enjoying it as it goes. Because I, I, I'm curious next to see if the rest of his group, if that's, like, a group aesthetic they've chosen or it's related to their quirks or they're like, hey, this is our image. That's what we're going to do. So we'll see. Uh we learn that Overhaul is essentially the is part of a crime organization, and those just don't really exist the same way anymore, which that was kind of an interesting, like, they're a rare species to be protected, and he kind of got there's a chuckle of that. There's more just beyond villains and heroes mm-hmm. in this series, in this world. Which makes sense. Uh, I actually totally loved that Overhaul and Tamora have a little bit of headbutting, because Tamora always has been so... I am going to be destruction and all this stuff and never has a plan. And Overhaul totally calls him out on it. Like, well, what's your plan? It's delusional if you don't have a plan. But I don't know. How did you feel about that new dyna- power dynamic of the villains, Veronica? I think Shigaragi in his mind thinks that he has a plan. Right? I think he thinks that he is going like very slow and in control. But no, he's right. Overhaul kind of comes in... With a bang, obviously, and he is kind of trying to step up and have him get into gear of like, okay, what's your plan? Do you think, you know, you have all these thoughts now that all for one is gone? Like, you need to kind of know what you're needing, what you need to do if you're gaining all these heroes or all these villains, excuse me. Yeah, because it's like, wait, you're going to control all these people and everything. Um, and then we got Himiko, like, whoa, can I cut him? I'm going to cut him, and I'm going to do something. She was the most interesting of all of this. And it, she, they, you know, he kept saying, no, no, don't do it, no. And she's like, well, I'm going to. And I'm, I feel like um, I would like to see them face off. I'm excited that for would it. Be interesting. Yeah. I want to know how anybody could fight overall, because if you cannot touch him, like, it yeah. has to be someone who could fight at a distance. A hero with a quirk who goes exactly against his type. That'd be interesting. Yeah. And uh, then we have our, uh, where's he? Ma- we got our Magne, who, uh, not long for this world, rest in peace. Because that was, I, I was <laughs> glad we had a death, though, because it was like, no, here are the stakes. This is dangerous. First of all, how can you have a quirk? Like that, that powerful. That was when I saw this for the first time. I was stunned because, and I mean, I don't know if where and what platform you guys are watching it, but the way I watched it, it was a little censored. But when they showed it at oh, AX, okay. it wasn't censored. So like the blood was actually red and kind of all that stuff. Hulu wasn't very censored. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Crunchyroll was censored. Oh, maybe it was just the lighting in my room then. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. so no, like, no, it's, it's, the, it's the blood looked black. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, I thought it was red. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was yeah. red too. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't notice that they had censored anything uh, from my end. It was but probably the lighting in my mm-hmm. room then. <laughs> but I, I, that was a great scene to show. Like, no, this is serious. Uh, overhaul means business. His quirk is something to be reckoned with. And even um, Shigaraki's like, "Whoa, everybody, back up! Please don't die." 
But I love how everyone kept calling him boy and that, like, no one was taking him seriously. Mm-mm. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy the way that the power dynamic shifted as soon as he showed everyone what he could do. Yes. Then everybody, they were, you know, they were like, no, we're not, we're not forming with yeah. you. You're not leading us. That's a joke. And then all of a sudden, now we've got this, like, you know, kind of unit going on because he's the most powerful person in the room. Yeah. Magne, she did not deserve that. That was, at least it was quick. I mean, I yeah. guess that's the only thing is, like, you don't really suffer. Because then we yeah. have Mr. Compress, who has, like, an arm gone now, but didn't die. So that was an interesting thing to note, because it looked like if Overhaul touched you, explode. But if you touched him, it was maybe just... I guess we'll get into the specifics of like how we'll it figure works. Out, yeah. yeah, like his quirks, the ups and the downs of his quirk, yeah. But, I mean, good for Compress that he didn't... Didn't that? That he didn't that. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, no. The, the other thing I noticed, too, is when um, he went... When Compress went against him, it was much, it was much quicker than the first fight that he had. So I feel like that might play into it, too, is how badly he touches you or how much contact there is. True. Because you see, like, bubbles on Overhaul's skin, like little... Yeah. Almost like droplets coming up yeah. in a way. So it, we'll it, see we'll that. His skin was specific. boiling. Yeah. That's a good way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. And also pointing out, Compress says, my quirk didn't work on him. So that's the other thing, too, is if people's quirks can't work against him. And I know there's been some talk about what Overhaul does, so please no spoilers. Uh, because it's Didn't like, his quirk not work against him because he had that other villain step in his way? He was like S.H.I.E.L.D. and that's why it didn't work? I wondered, but S.H.I.E.L.D. died then too, yes? Because I thought Shield, the S.H.I.E.L.D., whoever that was, that uh, Shigaraki touched that person, they crumbled and fell down. I yes? think so too. Okay, because yeah. that was one that I'm like, did they die-die? Or was Shield the S.H.I.E.L.D. person like even a shell or was it because it was one of those like where'd this person come from and then that's where you get the rest of the team so we'll see so we had like four slash five because five the shield person died so i guess it's one for one in a way though shigaraki at the end of it kind of says he's gonna owe me a lot more than an arm so we'll see where that power dynamic goes i'm really excited because it's like i'm glad that shigaraki has someone essentially formidable to him that's a villain because I feel Shigaraki's just like, I think I know what I'm doing, but he really doesn't. He's just running around. But um, Then we have anything else with the villains that you would like to add? I think it's an interesting power dynamic, sure, but I still feel as though the League of Villains are going to respect Shigaraki more as a leader than they ever could Overhaul. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's because Overhaul is a little uh, forceful and a little you know, gung-ho in the way he wants to do things, whereas I think Shigaraki, you know, he may not have a plan, but maybe he still takes a moment to step back and kind of analyze Mm -hmm. things, and I think from a villain's perspective, they may respect that of, like, okay, you know, he's going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, it's the fear tactics with Overhaul. It's not like they actually respect him. It's that... His it's kind of like the fear has forced certain people yeah. to side with him. So I, I agree with you, and I feel like in that sense, it's only a matter of time before the people following him kind of break away mm-hmm. um, when they find another way to kind of, you know, align with another person. Uh, so something else pointed out in the chat, which um, we get a shooter who is in Overhaul's group, and maybe that's what hit Compress, and that's why his power didn't work. Oh. Uh, that could be a thing, because we don't know the details on those, the mm-hmm. bullets and how those work. And also, on the surface level, it does seem that Overhaul and Shigaraki's powers are a similar effect. Different, essentially same results of destruction of whatever they're touching, so... 
Though Shigaraki doesn't seem like it's anywhere on his body skin. It just seemed like his hand. Because also it's not his instinct. Because we've had some other characters where it's just partially and then it's able to stop. Yeah. But we shall see. Uh... Moving on, we have work study. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's cute. They had some fun moments of the other characters. Like, well, we don't have much to do right now, but that was kind of cute. And they, the school thought, like, well, maybe we can't do work study right now because you are just first years. Though technically, they're essentially in like an accelerated learning program. Let's be With real. With everything that they went through, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they are beyond. They're special class. Yeah. Uh, but now there must be only reputable uh, organizations that have a good track record of taking on heroes. So, sure, I feel this should have been the rule from the first place. Like, why is this a new rule of reputable places to hire heroes? Like. I feel, because they say, as I was like, okay, well, we can only send you students to a reputable business. It's like, wait, were they yeah. going to non-reputable <laughs> places before? Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, but then we also learned that uh, our All Might didn't, he wasn't for the students doing it. Were either of you surprised that All Might didn't want the students to be doing this? No. I, I f- wasn't. No. I feel true. like All Might always is looking out for the students, and I feel maybe... Because like you were saying, Carrie, they are in an accelerated class. And I feel, especially for someone like Midoriya, who wants to get to the level that All Might was quickly, you can just tell that that's going to be dangerous. Because this is like that next level of like, okay, you're almost a hero, basically. Mm -hmm. You're going to be out there fighting crime just like the rest of them. So I feel like it would be very dangerous for some of them, for some of our... Uh, UA students just because maybe they would get a little too excited and think that they're ready when they're not. They have mentally, they need to grow a little bit more. Yeah. I think their powers, I'm glad we've seen more growth there, but mentally they're still very young. Which, understandable. They're teenagers. Like, yes, but still like, they have to approach the world differently. And I feel like All Might, who obviously we know he's been through so much and I feel like he doesn't want the students to grow up before they have to. Mm, And so he's in a place where he's trying to protect them and just wants... I mean, I think he probably recognizes eventually it's going to have to be that way, but maybe he's trying to help them and shield them for as long as he can until they have to go out. Yeah. And we learned all the other teachers' opinions, which was super funny of them, like, popping up in the scene. Like, how can we have all these other characters, but really quickly of, like, this is what I thought of it. This is what I thought. I thought it was comedic. I think it's also very hard for All Might because, I mean, we don't necessarily know a lot of the history before our current timeline. But say, for example, I get the impression when All Might was kind of the symbol of peace, he was doing a lot of kind of, like, normal saving, you know, rescuing people, kind of like natural oh, disaster type stuff. A buildings falling. Bu- buildings yeah. falling and stuff. Whereas the students now are facing armies of villains, of people mm-hmm. who are actually trying to be destructive. And that's a completely different world that I think All Might feels even more scared for them. Because it's True. different than how... He was heroing for a while. That's just an assumption. Like I said, I don't know anything about the before the current timeline. But that kind of seems like he wasn't battling the same kind of stuff they are going to have to battle. And true. And then the history of what these students have gone through, they are specifically targeted by groups of villains, too. I think some of the other hero students aren't going to be targeted the same way. So it's like them going out into the world, they're more at risk than any of the other classmates kind of a thing so that could be also factored into the teachers the different teachers 
uh, approach of how those students go and go out in the world. But they've already expressed in previous episodes long ago of like, well, we can't just shield them from everything because they're going to have to fight the villains at some point and it's better for them to be prepared than go out and be like, I don't know how to use my powers to my advantage. Because some of them, it's like, they're still like learning how to use it, all things considered. Yeah. But um, that is kind of comedic, even though it's like heavy at the same time. Uh, we get our upper classmates, Mirio Togata, who is just, I, Veronica, you're saying he was he's so sweet and he's what? He's the purest angel. <laughs> I love him so much already. Like, ugh. I just, I adore him. He's just, in terms of his personality, he just is a light that I think people would want to be around. And I know that Midoriya is our main character and he also has that light, but I can also totally see how people, if Mirio was supposed to originally be All Might's uh, predecessor. Yes, yeah. he was going to possibly be the um, successor. On, successor, yeah. Then I can see how mm-hmm. people can look to Mirio as a symbol of peace because he is just pure and an angel, and I love him already. And he brought in uh, Deku for the right reasons mm-hmm. when he asked him and, and like made sure that he wanted to do this for the right reasons and that he was in the right place. Yep. So I feel like his, I feel like Emirio's um, intentions are pure. And I was surprised at first. I thought he was going to be kind of like a jerk and kind of like like. Did, like, did you think it was like a false? Like a facade? I thought that okay. he was kind of, that internally we were going to find out he was like a narcissist. Oh. <laughs> I thought that's where it was headed. So I was I was very pleasantly surprised when it turned out that he was actually good. Yeah, because I feel that could, that could have been an easy direction that character could have gone. Yeah. If, like, he's always really nice, and then when he's alone with Deku, he'd be like, all right, yeah. let me get straight with you, kid. Like, a different tone. But no, he goes... What do you mean? Just kind of like tough love, or basically um, you're not like, as good as I am? No, just a, a tough love slash his personality personality when he's around so many other people is so nice and like sweet and genuine but then when he's like alone with Deku to be like all right let me talk like get to the nitty-gritty with you Mm -hmm. but it was one of those that's a character type that's happened before and I'm glad they didn't go that way with him no he's just honest and pure and nice and because even Midoriya goes hey why are you being so nice to me and Mirio doesn't even see it's like I'm not being like especially nice like this is just what you should be doing of like I have this thing and you have good intentions of course we should work together and that's (laughs) kind of refreshing almost of like yeah of course it's not even him having to be nice it's just what you should do and he was super honest too yes so I love the tough love mention it wasn't like he said oh yeah like no problem you're gonna get this like he was really upfront realistic he was like yep you need to try to prep him yes yeah (laughs) and he was really he was just really like um direct Yep. but supportive about it. Yes. And we get a glimpse of the other uh, top three, the Tamaki and Nijiri. I'm like, wait, there we go. Miss Hado. Uh, I, I want to see more with them because we've only had, like, sprinkles of them, and I want to see more of what their quirks are and how they'll factor in, so that will probably be later. Uh, before Muriel gets Deku to Sir Night Eye, what did we all think of All Might going, ah, yeah, I can't go see him? <laughs> Feelings! <laughs> oh, my God. They don't even... So we haven't seen Night Eye much at all before No, this, this is this no. fun new character. So we really... Mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, what could have happened that badly that he can't even introduce a student? I don't know. I get the impression that... 
it's pride. I get yes. the impression that it's pride because mm-hmm. of kind of what All Might says is he ended up the exact way Sir Night I said he was going to end up. And I feel All Might, you know, he's such, he wants to protect. He's just like Midoriya. He wants to protect. He wants to make sure everyone is safe and that, you know, everything is good. And I feel, and as we've seen, All Might will push himself beyond his boundaries to try and make sure that everything is okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can only imagine Sir Night I was probably telling him, you need to conserve your energy, you need mm-hmm. to take better care yeah. of yourself, because at some point, you're not going to be able to do this anymore, and who's going to step up for you? Granted, he doesn't know about Midoriya, however, I think it's just pride. I don't necessarily think All Might kind of wants to accept that his time has come, and someone was telling him the entire time. And it's interesting because even though they have this issue with each other, um, All Might is still entrusting his students with um, Night Eye. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, like, we know whatever happened. It wasn't like one of them actually did something. Like, their problems are with each other. Not that either of them are actually, not that Night Eye is a bad guy. Yeah, absolutely. It does seem like it's whatever their issue is, is just between each other. Though it does seem like Night Eye wants All Might to come over and be like, hey, you were right. But I agree. All Might has so much pride that he's like, I can't admit that you were right. Kind of a thing. I think Sir Night Eye just wants him to come over because he's a huge fanboy. He is. He's like, did you make fun of him when when we get Deku? Yeah. So I'm curious if we get a little more on that. I think that Night Eye is going to be a very intriguing character because we do get this person who's watching All Might's videos all the time. and But, like, for what purpose? And apparently, even though he's very serious, appreciates humor, which was a kind of curveball of okay. And so that was the big thing of, okay, when you get there, you need to make him laugh. I didn't see that coming. That was like, okay. Sorry. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Step B in the chat who said, Sir Knight, I ended up being a character I enjoyed a lot. And I just Mm kind of like where you were going with that, Carrie. He seems creepy. He seems scary. He doesn't seem like he's up to any good, but he's probably like the chillest dude. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so thank you for that comment, Steppy. I actually just want to give a shout out to our chat real quick. Thank you everyone so much. Who is joining us live? Uh, Kayleen, Marcus, uh, Dragon Videos, Raindrops on Roses, Step B, as I mentioned. Uh, Thank you all so much for joining. Uh, Kid Anon, yes, thank you. Thank you all for chatting. I see your comments and they are awesome. And if you are watching this later, we still love you too. Please comment down below what you thought of the episode. Thank you to everybody who watched our previous episode as well and all those thumbs ups. We really appreciate them. And iTunes, leave a rating five stars because, you know, one through four don't work. And uh, leave comments about what you think of the episode and the quirks and, like, all the different exciting, well, starting to be exciting things that are going down. I think we're still, like, we're on a slow simmer of the series, which it's had that track record of being kind of slow, and then it turns it up real fast, which I'm looking forward to. And then we have, so we get that kind of curveball of like, okay, comedy, sure, and poor Deku's freaking out, which he actually, if he doesn't try, he is a very funny character, and his friends laugh at him. Though it's funny because with Mirio, he's trying so hard to be funny, and he goes, oh, that wasn't funny. Like, that was cute, and so there's similar... They're, they're parallel kind of people, I feel. Mirio's f- horror that Midoriya isn't funny was funny. That was very <laughs> that funny. Was he's funny. like, oh no! And poor Deku, he's trying so hard of like, oh, it's going to be really funny. I'll do my all my impression. Uh, 
bombed. I I don't know because what if they cut it right before? Like you know, some people Mm. they stare at you and they have this really serious expression. Yeah, and then suddenly they start laughing. I almost wonder if we're going to get that when we pick up next week. It could be, because he goes, are you making fun of him? And it's going to be the response there. I think yeah. that will determine the funny or not. And um, Tickle Machine? I thought that was a little weird. Anybody else think <laughs> that was a little weird? I was like, ah! Yeah. Also because Bubble Girl has super underboob going on, so yeah. I, that's where I was getting like, this is almost kinky, okay? <laughs> there are moments where anime gets weird. Yes, <laughs> that's all because say. Japan. Yeah. That's the, like, there's no other reason, because they can, and it's Japan. Like, it, I love it. That's why we love it, though. It's just so... Okay. You just go with it. Yes. Yeah. It was definitely uh, an interesting moment. Um, So I think that will be a very interesting dynamic, because I do like that we pause right there, because we go, oh, no. Sir Nidai goes, are you making fun of him? Because he's that serious. But we'll see. And poor Deku is just, like, devastated. Like, oh, this did not go as planned. So... It would almost be hilarious if night if Sir Night Eye like his way of laughing is not laughing. Yeah, I'd be curious to yeah. see if he's more like, hmm. and, and then that's that's a laugh. Yeah, yeah, and then Mirio ends up saying, "Hey, he found it funny." Yeah, <laughs> and he has to tell him. Uh, did you think the All Might was impression? Do you think the All Might impression was funny? Please leave a comment on that. I I think it was pretty funny, and uh, it, it was. Amusing because I like that we get the flashback of Deku practicing it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, and he's trying so hard. But yeah, it's like, no, it doesn't go so well. All right, any other thoughts for work study and Sir Nidai? He's going to be cool. He's going to be cool. I am All not right. caught up on the manga, but I can tell that he is going to be awesome. I think he'll be a very interesting character as well. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to find out <laughs> if uh, he's a, uh, you know, a guy who actually laughs, or yeah, yeah. He- <laughs> I'm really intrigued on what his personality is going to be because I can't tell. And I know that this was his brief introduction, but he's a guy that values comedy, but he has such a serious demeanor uh, too. Like, yeah, I almost feel like <laughs> he's just gonna clap. Yeah, <laughs> like it's gonna be one of those reactions. Ah, yeah, he might give a golf clap, and yeah. Jack is like, no, I was. That was being funny. Of I, I, I love him. He's my hero. And then, oh, oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah good job. You know, like, we'll see. Uh, we're going to hold on to our predictions. We're going to get now into our news segment. We have news. After Buzz TV News. So, we actually have three things to talk about today. Woo! The Woo! first is Human Lost. So, from the director of Psychopath, uh, the studio behind Godzilla, we have Human Lost. Um, it is going to be um, a uh, it's a Japanese literature reimagined into a hyperkinetic deep dive of human consciousness. Yeah. Um, it is coming out for a limited theatrical release October 22nd in the U.S. or in Canada on November 6th. Um, it's in certain locations, so definitely check uh, funimationfilms.com forward slash human lost for more information on that. We also have... Um, a, an exciting panel coming during the Anime NYC 2019. Mm. So, first of all, Anime NYC is going to take place November 15th to 17th. You can go to AnimeNYC.com for tickets. Um, two announcements. There's a couple of panels. Um, one, the Dr. Stone manga creators, Richiro uh, Inagaki, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, will participate in Anime NYC 2019 as official guests. We also have uh, Naruto's 20th anniversary 
And so we have a panel with two voice actors. Um, one is going to be Mal Flanagan, voice of Naruto, and we have Amanda Miller, voice of Boruto. And they'll be doing signings after the discussion. Sweet. The last announcement, um, we have One Piece Stampede, another movie, um, coming out October 24th. Uh, we have Pirates! And Pirates! And this is the Yay! special 20th anniversary feature film, One Piece Stampede. It's, again, um, there will be a limited theatrical release in um, the U.S. October 24th, 29th, and 31st. If you're in Canada, that limited release is October 25th and November 5th. Sweet. Thank you very much on that. Can I just expand on the one piece real quick? So, there was a lovely video sent out on Funimation's Twitter this morning about how with uh, Colleen Clickenbeard, who is Yai Rosu here and does the, and is the voice director, mm. and as well as Justin Cook, who is Kirishima, and they're basically talking about how they're going to bring back the dub of One Piece. And, guys, I'll be perfectly honest, I have never seen a single episode of One Piece. It is 900-ish episodes. I don't Whew. got... I can't. Whew. I can't. I'm sorry, but That's I, a deep dive. I thought it was still being dubbed, and maybe they just replaced some of the actors because it's so long. But I guess they stopped dubbing it around, like, 500-ish episodes, and now they're going to start dubbing it again. Oh, boy. Deep dive. Um, I will say, I haven't seen the One Piece stamp, uh, the One Piece movie, but uh, everyone I know who went, they had a special screening in LA a little uh, recently, and everybody, high praises, uh, fans of the show have liked it, and I think it is one of those two that you could kind of jump yeah. in and never seen it, so don't worry if you want to show your friends who aren't familiar with the show, because those nine ep- 900 episodes is a bit intimidating, <laughs> but don't worry, yeah. go check out the movie. Definitely support anime and movie theaters, because then we get more of that, which is always exciting it's to just, see it on the big screen. It's such a fun special feeling to see an anime yes. movie in a movie yeah yes. absolutely uh and then that covers it for news thank you very much rachel you're welcome all right so our special segment we have two of them so our first one real quick is our japanese word of the day so this one this word i was like okay i gotta look this up because this was because it was such a weird segment in the episode the word for tickle which is kusu guru kusu guru kusu guru so that's in the romaji that's k-u-s-u-g-u-r-u Kusuguru. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it just sounds like a fun word. All right. And now our other special segment is our Plus Ultra Who Went Beyond in this episode. Anybody have any burn? Yeah, Rachel. Mirio. Mirio! <laughs> I agree. Uh, that's a good... Who Went Beyond? I want to say, we'll give some love to Himiko of Ready to Go Into Battle, even though she clearly saw a sister die in front of her. I don't care. I'm gonna go for it. So, a little villain love there, but I also agree Mirio did a great job stepping up to the task, helping out, and just doing it because that's the right thing to do. No mm. personal gain, just cause. Alright, awesome. Who do you think went beyond? Who was plus ultra? Leave comments down below. Alright, now we'll do some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. It's like... Spooky is perfect for October. Yeah, seriously. I feel the night eye thing is going to be a rocky start for Deku, but it's going to get better once night eye really gets to see. I think anybody when they meet Deku at first, they they'll have like an opinion of him, but once they learn, like, no, he's genuine. He's a good person and has good intentions. I think once night eye sees that, he'll be like, all right, I'll take you under my wing. I think that. Sir Night Eye is going to laugh, but I agree with you. I think it's going to be a rocky start. I think that he's actually not going to take Deku on, mm. and that All Might is going to have to step up and oh. speak on his behalf. 
Oh, I like that. Ooh, yeah. I do like that. Hmm. I think that. Gosh, what was I gonna say? I totally forgot, guys. Well, while you're thinking, hold that <laughs> yeah. thought. Um, we someone mentioned earlier and semi prediction thing. We get a tiny moment with Bakugo and Todoroki. They are doing their provisional license training. So I think we're gonna see some more maybe side stories with them because they got in trouble from before and so now they're essentially having to catch back up with their class and I think it'll be semi-comedic of having to watch those two work together because <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're both very uh, strong-willed if you will so I'm looking forward to seeing more of Bakugo and Todoroki together because I feel that's gonna be You put fun. two angsty boys in a stadium right? what happens? It, you'll, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like yes sign me up. Sign me up. No I think that just knowing Midoriya he is so good at proving himself proving proving his worth to anyone that doubts him. I think Sir Nidai is going to take him on mm-hmm. and I think him and Mirio are going to be a very good team which is going to be so nice to see because and so a lot of shonen anime sometimes there tends to be a dynamic like a power dynamic mm-hmm. or two characters who are like just as strong can't work together Naruto Sasuke you know all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so I'm gonna be very happy to see that I think Mirio and Midoriya will have a really great working relationship while working with Sir Nidai and mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, so I'm curious to see where that will go uh, we had uh, Step B in the chat pointing out the, the, the two boys are Bakugo and Todoroki. They're the only ones who d- failed the provisional license exam. So, because essentially they got in trouble, and so then they failed. Uh, so, I'm curious where that will go. want to see more with Night Eye. Um, We'll just have to wait and see. And that pretty much covers it. So thank you so much for watching, listening. Please leave comments on what you thought of the episode and everything. And any other uh, anime you've watched or where can people... And and where can people find you? Oh, anime uh, I've watched. I just finished Given. It's a beautiful story. You should all go watch it. I'm Veronica Valencia. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. You can also catch Ollie and myself. For any K-pop fans that are out there, we are currently covering the BTS docuseries Bring the Soul. The first three episodes are up right now. You can go give that a watch. Yay. And I'm Rachel Goodman. You can find me on Twitter at Rach Goodman or on my author uh, Instagram at Rachel Radner Author. Um, recent anime, I just rewatched Detective Conan. Oh, fun. And yeah. so that was awesome. But also, um, and this is kind of more graphic novel related, hmm. I'm a um, Watchmen, the HBO series yes, just yeah. came out. So I'm about to check that out. I'm All super right. excited. Nice. Uh, and then Ollie and Jamie will be back next week too, so uh, not to worry. And uh, for myself, Recently, I watched How to Keep a Mu- How to Keep a Mummy. How to Keep a Mummy. It's so cute. Oh my goodness! Absolutely love that show. I'll be doing a review on that of uh, just my own video because it was. Uh, if you want a show that just makes your heart melt and you just go aw the whole time, watch that show. It's, it's so, so adorable. Uh, also, if you're wanting something spooky and scary, highly recommend Yami Shibai. It's on Crunchyroll. So good. Oh my goodness! Because they're four minute episodes, pretty much get a good little horror story, and then moves on to the next one. Uh, I have a review of that, which you can check out on my social media, which is Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Thank you so much for a wonderful panel, ladies, and thank you so much for watching. We'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. 
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.